Charlie Landing is the founder of Best Agent and presenter of Moving Home with Charlie. The problem is not estate agents. The problem is the control and power behind the scenes that sets the rules of the game in the industry. The fact that I just don't go along with the whole industry bullshit narrative doesn't mean I'm not on your side. To have any chance of delivering more movers a better moving experience, I've also got to solve the problems that good agents are facing. And that's what I'm here to do. Good morning, everybody. Oh, there's a horrible echo on my... Oh, sorry, different setup this morning. Uh, can everyone hear me okay? Um... Something's not right, and I can hear myself, and it's a horrible echo. There we go. Right, this morning, um, I want to get straight down to the point about the fact that, uh, yes, we all know about the banking crisis that's happening. Okay, uh, and this is the headline on, on Bloomberg this morning, and, and there is a... I don't, nobody knows how quickly or slowly this banking crisis is going to blow over. There's not a banking crisis in the UK. Um, but there is a global concern about banking and banking liquidity, especially in America, um, which could, worst case scenario, then flow out to other places. And uh, again, we, you know, we just don't know whether it's going to spread or not. It's a bit like a wildfire. Either they're going to put it out, they're trying to put it out, or they're not, and it's going to spread. We don't know. And this is obviously, this makes things harder for everybody because it creates uncertainty, It'll create lending uncertainty. It'll make people movers want to sit on their hands and not move for a while. But there is a silver lining to this. There is a silver lining to this, which is that although things are going to be harder, already are, in fact, harder for all agents um, because there are falling transactions and a bit of a standoff between sellers and buyers and real friction in the conveyancing process, so getting deals Getting agreed deals over the line, holding them together, is going to be harder than it's been for about 15 years. Um, and obviously, that's that's harder work for everybody. But but the silver lining to that cloud, without a doubt, and I think this is cause for real optimism in the industry, is that all of the Johnny-come-lately, cheap and quick estate agents who entered the industry in the last five years or so, uh, thinking that it was an easy way to make a quick buck, they're not going to survive unless they really change their ways, right? And so the one thing this downturn might do, which is good, is actually clear out the worst of the poor service, low quality, cheap estate agents who put problem transactions into chains, who don't understand the professionalism required to actually get deals done over the line and who are, who are constantly putting down the pressure on price. And by the way, I saw this story this morning on, uh, on, on the negotiator. Purple Bricks deal, I didn't know there was a deal. I mean, I know they're trying to sell it, but deal under threat as fine looms, claims columnist. And again, these were the characters that were responsible for, for taking down the pressure on, on, on estate agency fees and making it even worse. Um, but they're, they're, anti-money laundering regulations breach uh, has a looming fine that some people say could be as much as a quarter of a million pounds. And, and on the, uh, oh, so they were given a fine of a quarter of a million pounds in 2020. They don't know how much the next fine is going to be. And they've still got an outstanding court case against them. 
And I just hope that the brand, I, I don't wish any hardship on the staff there, and I hope that they're all going to be sorted out, but I just do hope that the brand dies away. <clears throat> because in my opinion, no brand has done more harm to the estate agency credibility and fee income and ability to do a good job than Purple Bricks. So, and I want to back that up as well, because, you know, Purple Bricks have proved that low fee estate agency isn't viable. In other words, if you want to really deliver a high quality service to as many of your customers as possible, you can't afford to do it if you're not charging enough. It's expensive. It's hard work. It's fraught with uncertainty. It's fraught with things that are outside your control. And really only the very best agents understand this and charge enough. And I'm not here encouraging profiteering by agents. It's just, it's, the sad thing is, is at the moment, the most financial, generally speaking, the most financially successful estate agency businesses are the ones playing the harshest tricks on customers. Tricks to get leads, tricks to get instructions, tricks to keep instructions. And it's just trickery. And, and, and it's the ones playing the dirty tricks and using the lead gen to manipulate people are the ones actually making some money out of it. And the good guys aren't. And that's wrong. And it's bad for customers and it's bad for the industry. So this 2023 downturn and fall in transactions is, I hope, going to be a turning point when finally the industry has a chance to show its best and put its best foot forward and help the people who need to move despite the market conditions, they need to move. And maybe there are already sellers out there who've learned this the hard way. They've been on with one agent that overvalued and overpromised. They moved to another one and even they didn't do it. And now they're like, right, I don't care. I now understand that cheap agents are just a false economy and a waste of time. And I've now missed the market and the market's fallen. And I just want a quality person that can actually get it done. And it's a shame that sellers don't learn that lesson from other sellers. It's a shame that they only learn that lesson themselves the hard way, mostly. And once they've just had a couple of horrific experiences, they're like, right, that's it. I'm not going to go with any more. Which is why Purple Bricks never took off. Even though it was a household name, 95, 96% of people wouldn't go near it. But what does that tell you? If it worked, if cheap estate agency was possible, Purple Bricks would have cleaned up, wouldn't they? I mean, this happens again and again. In the 25 years I've been in the industry, I've seen time after time these entrants come into the market thinking that they're going to disrupt the market. Well, just charging cheap fees isn't any form of disruption, is it? Disruption, actually, when it works, means everybody getting a much better experience. That's what disruption actually delivers. It's what I'm hoping to deliver with Best Agent, by supporting great estate agents and by making not only cheap agents understand, but also the public understand that if moving home is important enough to you, it's not something that you go around and chip on fee and just go for the cheapest person. If you're a, sellers who go around looking for the cheapest fee, um, just don't get the importance of, of their choice of estate agent. And I, I, I often hear estate agents asking, you know, well, when I'm in someone's house and I'm sitting down with a client and they say they want to go with me, but I want to charge one and a half percent, but so-and-so down the road wants to charge 1.25%, then you should say to the, that seller, well, why haven't you gone with them if you think they're good enough? Why, why are you even considering using me? If you want some, if you want to use me because you think I'm better, better costs more. And if I'm going to roll over backwards and, and, and discount my fee straight away, well, how does that how does that show in how for how well I'm going to negotiate the seller of your house? 
And the other thing that agents, a lot of agents, very, very good agents often overlook is, is the, the objection of sellers saying, well, hang on a second. If you're saying you've got two or three buyers lined up and you can sell my house in a week, why have I got to pay you all that money? Why can't I just pay you, you know, the, the, the price for a few phone calls? Well, the answer is because how many years and how much time did it take you as an agent to get to the position where you can sell that house in a, in a week with a few phone calls and a few viewings? Think about what it's cost you in investment terms, in time and reputation, to, and time with the buyers and actually attracting those buyers. What it cost you to get to that point to be able to sell that house quickly, right? That's why you say, it's like, it's like the old uh, adage where guy comes around to fix a, a machine that's broken and um, a big complicated machine and he just taps it once with a hammer and says, here's my bill for 10,000 pounds. 10,000 pounds? I'm not trying to, you just tapped it with a hammer. He said, okay then, here's my bill. Uh, tap with a hammer, 10 pounds, knowing where to tap, 9,990 pounds. Yeah, it's, honestly, I'm on the, I am on the consumer side here, first and foremost. And what I understand is that until estate agents understand how much time and effort and work it actually costs you, not just how hard it is, but what it actually costs and what you need to charge in order to make it a viable business, to deliver movers the service that they need if they want to actually get moved, sold, and bought into a new house, um, then the industry will continue to be underperforming. It's the same in the conveyancing industry. You know, estate agents recommending conveyances because of referral fees rather than because they're the best is so short-sighted because if you, if, you, if you recommend a poor conveyancer just because you're getting a good kickback from them, but their, their actual service levels aren't good, you're going to have deals fall through and lose your fee completely. It doesn't make mathematical sense. It doesn't make business sense. So I think that I want to keep on banging this drum. I really want to keep on banging this drum. If you're a good agent and you come across a seller who's only interested in a cheap fee, leave them to someone else. You don't want that client. They, they don't understand why they need an estate agent, right? Let them go to someone else who's going to overvalue and undercharge and then wish they hadn't. That is already happening a lot. There are already agents out there going, this client's a nightmare. I was so happy to get the instruction and now I'm just bashing my head against a brick wall. They won't drop their price. They ring me every day complaining. What a nightmare. Honestly, the market is going to be hard enough work as it is for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, whatever happens, it, it, we're, just, we're in a phase where the transaction volumes are going to be lower because uncertainty is higher. Um, and... I just want, I just urge all of you good agents to actually understand that being honest with your clients pays and is good business and actually makes you feel better about yourself as well, rather than knowing that you're lying to your customers just to get business. You know, that doesn't make any, there's a, there's a mental health epidemic in the state agency, right? We, we all hear about that all the time. And I, I actually think that knowingly being dishonest with your clients is a massive contributing factor to feeling shit about yourself in your job, right? All the agents I know who are honest and do a good job, don't they feel proud of themselves. They've got clients who genuinely love them for what they've done for them. And that feels great. And they get paid properly. And they do exist. And it is possible. And it's not complicated. It's harder in the earlier days, but it pays massive dividends very, very quickly as you start to build up a reputation as the honest agent in your town. And it's not hard, right? Because there are very few genuinely honest agents. There are a lot of agents who convince themselves that they're, they're honest, and honestly, they're not. Look, look in the mirror and you know, listen to yourself and what you say in, a, in a, a marketing process to get business. 
Listen to what you're telling people to try and get business, what you're telling buyers to try and get deals. Are you really being honest with yourselves and your clients? Like I, I have worked with so many estate agents of different sizes for, for decades now. I've seen it all. I've seen the ones who are knowingly honest. I've seen the ones who are knowingly dishonest. In other words, they think it's okay to lie because, hey, that's just business doggy dog, right? Which never ends well in the long run. And then there are guys in the middle, a lot of people in the middle, they think, well, how else do we get this done? You know, if you just tell them, what, if you don't tell them what they want to hear, you don't get the business. And I get that. And it does make it harder in the short term, but in the long term, it's worth it. Now, um, a quick point of view on, on the market. Um, there is some talk that um, uh, because of the banking crisis in America, the central bank in America may be going to lower their interest rates this month. Now, if that happens, that's very, very good news uh, because it reduces pressure on the Bank of England to raise rates as well because of the foreign exchange difference, right? If America lowers its interest rates, it is one extra factor that would help ease pressure on interest rates in the UK. Um, I, 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 I will wait and see. I, I'm not as optimistic. I mean, there's just a lot of people hoping, well, maybe, maybe the silver lining... <coughs> Excuse me. The silver lining to this cloud of the banking crisis is that we're going to have lower interest rates. I genuinely hope so. Um, I, I don't see it. I, I, I won't be surprised if they drop it. Um, yes, I'm sorry. I will. I, I will be surprised if they lower interest rates. I don't, don't think they're going to give up that easily on their fight against inflation. But we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Let's hope so because um, that really will help stimulate activity and transactions if interest rates can at least stay where they are, if not come down, um, that will stimulate transactions. I don't think it's going to make much difference on prices. Um, but again, as an agent, your job is not to worry about prices. Your job is just to worry about getting transactions done. Um, guys, I hope that was helpful. Um, if you are an agent that hasn't yet understood what Best Agent is about, please check out bestagent.co.uk forward slash agents, activate your back office account, make sure you're getting your free telephone leads, uh, make sure you're ready for your viewing and vendor leads, wherever they're coming to, is going to the right email address for you. And I'm going to be inviting those of you who've actually been contacting me anywhere on social media with, with, uh, with any questions about Best Agent or support for it, uh, and understand that the mission is that the good agents get more business and that we try to dislodge the unhealthy power structure in the industry that's causing a lot of the, the problems of, of bad agents getting business when they shouldn't, um, I'm going to be having my first live video conference with agents only soon. Um, but listen, happy Tuesday. Uh, tomorrow's the budget. Um, I have, I'm not expecting any major announcements to, that are going to affect the housing market tomorrow. There might be some. I, I'd have a strong opinion either way. I just don't really know what's going to happen in the budget tomorrow. Um, there's too many swirling things. They're talking about focusing on trying to get over 50s back to work as being the main theme of it. Um, I think they're going to be pushing, more than anything else, they're going to be pushing for market stability because they need market stability because they need bond yields to come down so that it's cheaper for them to borrow money because they're going to need to be borrowing money for a while because whatever anyone thinks, um, that the UK economy is in the doldrums and has been in the doldrums for a while and is forecast to have below 1% growth on average for 10 years at the moment. That's the ONS and Bank of England's own forecasts. Okay, that's no pundits, that's no economists, that's no doom mongers. That is the, I wish I could actually have that. Here it is, yes, I got, just, um, just so you don't think I'm making this up, right? Um, I'm going to just, just go down. This, this is an article on, on Bloomberg. There's a graph here. 
uh, where is it? No, I can't find it. Um, but it's basically saying that we're going to be worse than Japan in the 90s. Stagnation, here we are. I think it's going to come down to here. No, I can't find the graph I'm looking for. Um, but it's, 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 this, this article is called... God, it's a long old article. A lost decade worse than Japan threatens to change the UK forever. This is one of the reasons why um, people think I'm being a doom monger. I'm not. I'm just actually looking and reading at what the, the, the real true fundamentals are and, and the actual figures of growth um, are really, really struggling. I have been for a while and they continue because there's no reliable source of, of real growth anywhere soon. Uh, the, the, apparently, they're going to be talking about investment zones. Uh, that'll, that'll be helpful if they can do that. 12 investment zones in the UK. Um, but I just, yeah, unfortunately, you know, optimism without a plan is just hope. Uh, and hope is not a strategy. So you, you, the, the survivors are going to be the ones who actually at least prepare for what the worst case scenario, what they think the worst case scenario is going to be. Um, and then hope for better. And on that happy note, um, I'm going to wish you a very happy Tuesday, and I will see you tomorrow morning for Budget Day. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye.